The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Angel Rody is a professional artist and comic who teaches people around the world about the importance of creativity. And she's on the line with us here just now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Toby. Now, you describe yourself as if Bob Ross, Leo Biscaglia and Dory the Fish had a baby. Why those three? (laughs) Such a good question. Okay, Bob Ross teaches the world about art and positivity, right? Yeah. Dr. Buscaglia, Leo Buscaglia, uh, uh, was a teacher in the 70s. He taught at USC, and he taught a class called One uh, Love 101. And so he just pretty much is all about love and positivity as well. And actually, when you think about it, so is Dory the Fish. I pretty <laughs> much have Dory the Fish energy. Almost every day, somebody asks me if I'm aware of the fact that I sound like Ellen. And I don't think <laughs> <laughs> that I sound like Ellen so much as I have Dory the Fish energy. Hopefully you're not as forgetful as Dory the Fish though, right? I am not going to comment on that, <laughs> but uh, where were we? Yes, it is a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what is your creative process like when you're working as an artist? Oh my gosh, my creative process. It depends on what it is I'm doing because I do a lot of things, right? I, yeah. I teach things privately. I teach major things on a corporate level. Um, I teach public classes every now and again. And also I just do art. Um, I, I will tell you what what my basic process is for doing a painting, which I do also when I'm teaching. The first thing I do is get rid of the white of the canvas because that is just a daunting thing. And I'm able to focus more if it's not just a big white, all possibilities are, are endless. But if I decide I'm going to paint a landscape, if I paint half of the canvas light blue, and the other half green, then it's just storytelling on top of that, right? A green puffball can easily become a tree and a, a, a red square can easily become a barn. So the first thing I do is uh, narrow down to just just color and then uh, and then tell stories from there. And how do you get rid of the white canvas? Do you just paint a solid color over it or is that yeah. like painting some kind of scene? Not an indication of a scene. I kind of joke with people when I teach them. I'm like, the first thing we're going to do is draw bonus activity and I have them draw a line right down the middle of the canvas. And then I say, we are done drawing. We're nailing this. 
who would have thought art would be so attainable and so enjoyable? Um, and so then that that line is it. So half of the canvas is then the sky and the other half is the ground. And now if I just put a squiggly gray line on top of that, well, that's a road. I, like I said, I put a, a white box on top of that. That's a house. And it's just break everything down to the simplest biggest chunks that you can because that's attainable it's always attainable my favorite art shape toby is the parentheses just about everything is made out of straight lines and parentheses and that's it and wow. those we can do and those we can do and and i kind of feel like these are great life lessons as well right just break everything down to its smallest element and tackle that small element and everything is doable from there is it hard to do a straight line sometimes <laughs> It is, but uh, it, depending on your personality, because your, your personality is always on the canvas. You can't not paint like yourself. Can you imagine if Vincent Van Gogh and Andy Warhol tried to try to paint like each other? They would have aneurysms. But <laughs> Van Gogh's lines were no less interesting than Andy Warhol's. Andy Warhol's lines were perfect, perfectly shaped, perfectly spaced. Um, Van Gogh, not so much. He painted with his knuckles. He ate the paint sometimes. Um, it, uh, he was very, very loose, but they are very beautiful to look at. So, so how perfect a line is, is never, never the, uh, the object it's, it's, how, uh, make it, if it pleases you, then, then it's done right. A blank canvas, as you say, can be quite daunting, mm. particularly yes. the first time that you try and paint something, oh I suppose. Gosh. So how did you yes. overcome that initially? Well, I, I am an illustrator by trade. I used to design paper plates. You may have eaten off my work. Um, <laughs> And I also, though, I have a master's in illustration. I didn't start painting until kind of recently because I had not painted before and I knew I wasn't going to be good at it. So why, why try, right? Um, so so uh, uh, once I started painting, though, the, you get so much joy. Painting is really meditating with a parting gift, right? When I meditate, I spend 15 minutes just trying, just trying to shut off the to-do list in my head. Um, but when I paint, two hours can go by like that. That, that's wow. that's the real reason to paint, right? It's really, really good for you to do it. Um, and painting is like yoga. You're way better on day 800 than you are on day one. But when you get rid of the, the idea that you need to be amazing at it, you don't just let it be playtime and 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 let it be meditative. And in 800 hours, you'll be like, holy Christmas, I'm I don't suck at this. It seems to be yeah. a tool used by many people as yes. a way of relaxing. You never tend to see yes. people stressed out when they're painting, which so true. You'd maybe imagine would be true, but it seems to not be. Yes, you, you would think so. And I think at the beginning, you do stress at, at the beginning because you're like, this isn't going to be good. This isn't been good to be good but when you can let yeah. go of that message and just be like this feels good this feels good oh really anything you come out with if it feels good to do it is going to be great yeah yeah do you think there are any famous artists that have influenced your style <gasps> that's a really great question there are artists whom i really really admire but i would not be able to paint like them if my life depended on it yeah. um andy warhol being one of them because my brain is super loose and um i am not very good at structure <laughs> structured <laughs> things 
I am not that artist. And um, so as much as he influences me because I love to look at it, he, he just can't influence me as far as my art goes. I would just feel like like a failure if I just tried to, to paint like him. Um, my style is something else. I, um, I do have favorite artists that are both local to where I am. And also I would say Van Gogh is a is a really big influence on me. First of all, the passion that he had for it. I, I think that's kind of unmatched in the in the art world today. Um, and also he, he draws so much emotion out of me when I look at his paintings, but I know other people look at his paintings and they're like, wow, that's messy. Um, and that's okay. Because if every painting looked the same, if we all painted the same, what would you bid on it? Sotheby's like you do. Vincent van Gogh is one of the most famous painters of all time. So it's very much important to do your own style because if you yes. copied the sky from Starry Starry Night, everyone would know about it. Yes, <laughs> they would. Yeah. And like I said, can you imagine if Vincent van Gogh and Andy Warhol tried to paint like each other? Yeah. They would they would feel like failures, but they're both amazing artists. But Andy is too structured to paint like Vincent and Vincent is too uh, loose and free with his hand to paint like Andy. So um, do you and, and, and be good at that. I think it's such a great way to practice a little bit of self-kindness, right? Because your personality is on the canvas. The mood you're in is on the canvas. And to just look at it and just tell yourself every five minutes, I'm nailing this. It's such a great place to practice a little bit of self-kindness. We're, we're so hard on ourselves every yes. day. Yes. As well as being an artist, you're a comic. Mm-hmm. Do you ever combine the two? Because it is possible to do some funny paintings. I have seen some. I love me some funny paintings. Yes. <laughs> I, I Everything that I do, my style is kind of whimsical. And that is due to my personality. But I think where I marry them the most is when I teach. I teach with a sense of humor. I name my brushes after the Kardashians <laughs> and, <laughs> and I tell people uh, 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 stories about drinking the paint water and sticking my brushes and stemmed where sometimes it happens. Water is a brush magnet. And uh, yeah, I, I try the humor, I think, really helps people loosen up and not yeah. feel uh, so serious about it. Yeah, yeah I think that's important. true, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. if I remember back to school, if a teacher was funny or was a bit more relaxed yeah. or whatever, you were more likely to listen to what they actually had to teach you. Yes, yes, and weirdly, you pay more attention. Yeah, um, because you're more open. You don't have a you don't have a message inside your brain saying this is boring or this is over my head or this is whatever. You're just you're just entertained, and that opens up your brain to other things. Yeah, and there are so many people that maybe don't describe themselves as an artist or that's not the thing that they would bill themselves as mostly but they do art in their spare time it's a very nice way of relaxing and expressing yourself and having that creative outlet really is the word artist is really hard to own even for me and I literally do art for a living but when I come across something that asks me to write down my occupation it's really hard to write down the word (laughs) artist it just feels either lofty like oh I should have stuff in galleries or like it should be followed by slash barista right but that's another thing i tell my students is that we are all artists we are the only living creature that creates things that makes things out of nothing just to do it not because we need a nest or to impress a mate and doing art is so inherent to what we are as a creature clinically proven to help with anxiety and depression and sleeplessness it is literally a part of our makeup 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And when, when we're six years old, we're all artists, right? And singers and dancers. And at some point, we decide that our efforts are bad or wrong or just embarrassing. And we either never do it again or we never do it in front of people. Um, but it is a very, very important part of what we are. We are all artists. Yeah. yeah. Was it always the intention for it to be a job for you? Because I guess there's no guarantee that you would make any there money is, from it. There is no guarantee. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think I've known since the second grade this was going to be my life. But I, I, at first I thought that I would be um, illustrating greedy cards. And I don't know if it's just because the art looked very small to me. So I thought, well, that's manageable. <laughs> or or what? Um, but I went from working for ad agencies to a magazine to illustrating, uh, like I said, the paper plates and freelance things. And then in 2014, I first heard of paint night. That's where you go in a bar and drink wine and paint with people. And I really thought to myself, wow, as a as as an improv comic and an illustrator, I'm just uniquely qualified to do that for a living. And so I went in that direction. And um, I, I think it's really, really important to to uh, tr- strive anyway to whatever it is you love. Somebody's going to need that service. I mean, my my cousin loves cleaning. Well, she 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 owns a cleaning business. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, um, I, I there's there's uh, something for everyone and and enough for everybody. I think it's true. I think for most hobbies. 
you can find some way of making money out of it. Yes. And making a bit of extra cash, even if it's not amazing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Either sell your wares or or teach somebody how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. And what kind of paintings do you generally do? I mean, is it of scenes with the land and the sky and a house and a tree? Or do you mm-hmm. do portraits as well and maybe different things? I do paint portraits, um, but when I'm teaching people, I I start them with landscapes because it's a great place to a confidence builder, right? Mm. Like I said, half of it's green and half of it's blue. And then you're just kind of storytelling on top of that. That's a great way to build your own confidence. People could paint portraits right away, but the confidence level isn't there. They go in thinking, I am not going to be good at this. And that's, that's not a good mindset to start with. Um, I teach caricature class, though. I teach people how to draw caricatures, which is like a portrait on steroids, I guess you would say. Um, And that is super attainable for people. Yeah. Me personally, the paint that I really love to do when I'm not being paid to do it is something uh, called urban sketching that's really taken off over the last few years. People around the world, it's a big community of people who paint um, out out of doors, usually, sometimes indoors, um, paint what it is you're looking at. So the building in front of you, the coffee shop around you, and it and um, it's called Urban Sketchers. They're all over the world, and there's a great, great community of people supporting each other doing this kind of art. It's my favourite. And here's the thing. When you're painting, do you take mm-hmm. it seriously? Because although it may be fun to do, mm-hmm. do you maybe like have hard concentration and get a bit frustrated if you make some kind of mistake most of the time most of the day (laughs) (laughs) i am no kinder to myself than my students are i i with every brush check two are going whoop that wish i had done that differently whoop wish that had turned out differently um so i try to combat that by continually saying to myself i am nailing this i nailed that i nailed that bit too and i'm nailing the next thing (laughs) because i i either did nail the thing and i should celebrate that or i can just laugh at myself a little bit and move on to the next thing we're just not nice to ourselves (laughs) artistically speaking yeah so um i do find when i'm doing things just for pleasure Um, I am much kinder to myself than if I'm working on a commissioned piece that someone is paying me to do. I am I am much harder on myself. Yeah, I fight it just like everybody. We are our own worst critic. You might think that something isn't that good, but maybe the client or the person that ordered it actually is exactly what they want. And that is so true, Toby. I always, when we're in the middle of, of a session, when everybody, I can see on the faces, they're like, mine doesn't look like the teachers. I'm doing this wrong. When I see that on their faces, I make everybody turn their canvas around so that they're looking at everybody's and 100% of the time, everybody genuinely finds something to celebrate about everybody else's canvas. I love your lake. I love the color of the leaves you did. I love this. I love that about yours. Mine sucks, but everybody else has something super creative and super amazing. And I tell them then I don't have a left brain lobe. My mom says I qualify for handicap parking and I'm looking into it, but I know that math doesn't work out. If we're all sitting there thinking everybody else's is amazing, but mine is the only sucky one, then it can't be true. 
and that's kind of the cool thing too about painting together with a bunch of people because that lesson really resonates. Oh, you're right. If if I feel like mine is the only sucky one and everybody's feeling the same way, maybe we're all off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose the thing is, even though rationally you can look at it and go, well, everyone else says mine is amazing, you still yes. need to find areas to improve, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that just comes from the doing. You can watch a um, hundred YouTube videos a day on how to do the thing, your hand and the paint in your hand is still going to react differently than whoever it is you are watching. So the only way you're going to find your pleasing space, your comfort space is to do it. As I mentioned earlier, you're a comic as well. Do you do that separately from the art as well? Or is it only with your teaching and with the art itself? I find comedy in my life from the time I wake up to um, the time I go to bed. But yes, I actually do it professionally with a company called Comedy Sports. It's one word. And it is, uh, there was a TV show that was quite popular for a while, a little while back called Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah. Um, It's basically that with two teams and a referee. And it is a franchise that is all over the world. Well, I say all over the world, Toby, but it's all over the US and also Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> <A bit random. laughs> it is random, but they are amazing. So so those are the people that I uh, do funny things with. Yes. Why Manchester out of interest? Such a good question. Um, I, I The founder is, her name is Bron Edge. And she, I, I am not even quite sure how she found comedy sports and started one. I know there used to be one in Berlin, and I, I don't think it's there anymore. Um, but I'm sure at some point, Braun came over to the US and found it and then started her own company there. Did you go to the Edinburgh? How long have you been with comedy sports? That's the question. Uh, almost 11 years. And wow. I, and I, yep, I hear you. Edinburgh, I haven't been, but I'm planning on coming this August. Is it is it August this year? Yeah, it'll be in August. Yeah. I just looking it up, it looks familiar. I don't know if maybe part of it has been to the Edinburgh Festival. I remember yes. seeing something like that. Yes, they go every year. Comedy uh-huh. Sports is there at Edinburgh every, every year. Do they use the word co-rotate? Because that's what I remember. <laughs> Yes. Aha. Yes, they do. That's them then. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. When somebody uh, uh, does something that the audience finds not funny or if they trip up on their words... The team has to rotate. Somebody else <laughs> takes a turn in. So, yes, that's what that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what else is coming up for you? Do you have future projects of any kind on the way? Yes, I do. Um, like I said, right now, I'm, I'm pretty much doing uh, one-off classes and, and uh, corporate events as well. I'm working on an advanced series of classes where I don't just teach people how to paint a thing and don't just build their confidence, but I'm literally giving workable lessons on perspective and color theory and how to how to, how to paint water so that it looks different than the sky and um things like that so i'm super super excited that should be ready in about a month's time Ooh. and yes. in the meantime where can we keep up to date with you and find everything that we need to find out so good um my company's name is brush capades i made that word up it's brush <laughs> <laughs> and capades like the ice capades um, after. So brush capades, brush, then C-A-P-A-D-E-S dot com. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you on. It was so great to talk with you, Toby, and I hope we get to do it again. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. The throbbing pulse of sound. The Toby Gribben Show. 